Hey, this is Andy from Oklahoma. And Jesse wanted me to say that I never listened to I Dattle with Dolomore, but I do. I listen to I The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right. Welcome to the show. Episode 278 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore. And sitting across from me, the lady about whom I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> My lovely co-host, Brittany Page. How dare you, sir? <laughs> it's been a long time. How dare you run out of things to say about we me? We do this too often. That... My creativity is waning. We do not do this too often. Listen, I'm... We I... do this just the right amount. I hate to break it to you and the audience mm-hmm. like this. I think I'm done. <laughs> it's too much. You're quitting. It's too much. You're yeah. quitting the show right yeah. now. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's not true. We have a whole show planned. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time planning the show. Yeah. We're, we're going to do the show. Well, we spend too much goddamn time talking about the news and everything else. We do. To just quit willy-nilly. Yeah. For instance, today, Brittany came up with a ingenious way to combat arguments on Facebook. Because with the advent of the term fake news, yeah. which is getting thrown away around all the time. Well, now all of Donald Trump supporters have adopted this. That's right. And it's now the universal response to anything negative you say about Donald Trump. Well, I think the audience well knows that I I don't hold in high esteem the intelligence level or the cognitive ability of Donald Trump supporters and voters. And it does seem that my, my viewpoint is now being backed up because every time, well, let's put it this way. The term fake news is now a substitute for an, a cogent argument against a position. It is. If you, if you post an article, if you post a video of something that took place, they don't pick it apart piece by piece and dismantle it with a, with, with a well-thought-out argument. They just say fake news. Yeah. So, so Brittany, I think it's best to start saying, no, you're the puppet. Yes. Back in response. That's, right? So they say fake news and you say... No puppet. No puppet. <laughs> It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit <laughs> no, you're that the, the Russians. <laughs> I think it's finally time to sink to their level, right? Because I always say, hey, rather than saying fake news, why don't you give a, a reasonable, logical rebuttal to what I've posted, right? And that never happens. So right. when when they can't give a reasonable, logical rebuttal. Why not even? Why are we even asking for it? Let's just stop asking for it. You fight fire. No puppet with no fire. Right. You're the it's puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit no, you're that the, the Russians. And then it will just end up in the situation where they're saying fake news. We're calling them a puppet. They're saying a fake news. It's just a disaster. But that's the well, way it's going to be. That, so you're just you're resigned to the, the horrible outcome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At this point, that's that's how I feel right now. Yes. Tomorrow that may change. Possibly we'll Not see. Not for me though. <laughs> I'm ready for the shit show. <laughs> okay. I encourage the shit show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Brittany drinking out of her glass right now. I also want to let the audience know we have 
a very rare occasion. We have a yeah. studio audience right now. We do. So if you happen to hear some chuckling uh-huh. or some booze from the fucking peanut gallery, <laughs> that is, we have my best friend of 30 years Yes. and his lovely bride, whom I've known since she was nine years old. So mm-hmm. a lot of history yes. in the the world headquarters for I Doubt It With Dollamore today. Uh-huh. And we are all imbibing, maybe just to get through the Trump days. Yes. I'm drinking a little bit more probably, but we're all enjoying a little beverage. Yes. A little beverage. hmm So we do have a lot to get to, and we are going to forego emails and voicemails, and we did receive a lot of them this week. We appreciate them all very much. A few of them I am going to push until next episode. That seems to be the mantra on the show these days, Brittany Page, that we just don't get to everything. And I want to try to get to everything, so we're going to forego the voicemails and the emails. Again, we really do appreciate them. And for those of you who are champing at the bit for the number, if you would like to sound off for next show, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. But before we move on, there is an old segment that we really do want to to bring back more often because we think we're 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 not doing it justice and not giving you guys the same program that you used to get all the time. And we're going to start talking more about statistics and data and research. So without further ado, pew 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 pew. pew. And it really shouldn't be called Pew because I also mix some Gallup in there and other organizations. Gallup's just not as catchy. Right. Gallup. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe along with some horse trotting noises yeah. that would be cool. Clippity clop. Yeah, work on that. Um, so we're going to talk about Pew first. And we've talked about this before. They, they kind of do this uh, feelings thermometer mm. research regularly. Where do they put that thermometer? Because uh, I only like my thermometers in the butthole. Okay. None of the armpit business. It is. I don't even try to put it in my mouth because it's already been in my butthole. You know, you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. It's also actually not one of those thermometers. It's a feelings thermometer and people are asked I to get give... good feelings from thermometers that are put right in my butthole. I'm sure you do. So <laughs> the feelings thermometer is zero to 100 and they basically present. Yeah, it is. They present the participants with this thermometer and they they give them different groups and they say, how do you feel about these groups? And it's warm, neutral and cool, basically zero to 100, um, zero to 30 or zero to 40 is probably cool, which means hatred of the groups. Yeah. And then you move into neutral and then you move into warm, feeling good about the groups. Right. And they did religious groups this time. We've talked about it before because in June 2014, Muslims and atheists were pretty well hated in this in this yes, poll. Yes. Um, only the most dist- distrusted of, of all groups. Well, right? that was actually a different story. This oh, is just okay. how they feel about the groups. This okay. isn't if they distrust them or dislike them. It's just what is your feeling toward them? Do you have positive feelings or negative feelings? Mm-hmm. And atheists and Muslims were the most negatively viewed out of all the other religious groups. And this is Jews, Catholics, mainline Protestants, evangelical Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Mormons. Okay. Right. But all of these groups are actually viewed more positively now than they were in June 2014, including Muslims and atheists. Hmm. So Muslims were, uh, remember, on this thermometer of zero to 100, they were 40. Right. And atheists were 41. And now Muslims are 48. 
and atheists are 50. Hmm. So a pretty substantial jump. So atheists, we, they're, they're still felt better about yes. than Muslims. Exactly. Muslims, they just can't catch a goddamn break. Yeah. I think it's probably the whole bombing of, you know, mosques and beheading of assholes or assholes beheading people. I don't want to misrepresent my views on ISIS and who the asshole is there. <laughs> I don't have time to sort through what you just said. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. I, I just figure I'll get it out of the way now. Yeah, I was more talking about how what you said didn't make sense. To welcome, me, welcome, I guess. Welcome to I Doubt It with Dollamore, Brittany. Seriously, Welcome though. to the show. Yeah. So, Episode 278, for which you've been here 278 times. Right. So shockingly, these ratings of religious groups vary widely um, between um, older and younger Americans. They have different opinions let, let about me, religious groups. It's shocking. Let me guess. Old crotchety fucks are a little bit more hateful than younger folks. <laughs> well, whatever you want to say. Well, does, so, does does the data back up my hypothesis? Well, listen, 18 to 29-year-olds, their lowest ranking religious group was Mormons at 54. So I don't know what is going on, but Muslims were 58. So And what about old people? Uh, Muslims and atheists are at the very bottom, the same, 44. Same numbers. Yeah, that's so 65 and plus. And then for 50 to 64, it's 45 and 45 atheist Muslims. So a lot of hate for the atheists and Muslims, the older you are. Well, apparently. I understand the hate for, for atheists because those those people love to, to behead people at a whim. They discriminate against homosexuals for the way they were born. They, <laughs> they're, they're a terrible group. They really, they're not accepting of uh, an open-minded. Yeah. Atheists are, they're the worst of the worst. They really are. So <laughs> <laughs> religious groups also tend to rate themselves most positively. Of it's shocking. They, it's well, shocking. That's probably anybody is going to rate themselves most. Any group you're in, you think positively about it. Right. Well, something interesting that I found was atheists ranked agnostics as only a 70. So just barely positive they they feel toward agnostics and i i wonder if they could ask that segment of the population just why they feel that way toward agnostics because atheists rate themselves is on average 82 so they feel positive about themselves right so why do they rank agnostics at a 70 much lower than atheists because they're, they're not, generally thought to be kind of on the same team. Yeah, well, they're they're. I'm sure. I'm guessing here, but it seems it would be like they're not committed. They're not as on fire for not being around God, right? As us, because they're not sure, right? Who knows? And atheists are dicks. <laughs> and that, and that I'm not saying facetiously. There's a lot of atheists out there who are smug pricks who want. And I used to be one of them. Like five years ago, I was a maniac. Mm-hmm. constantly trying to be as salacious and, uh, you know, a rabble rouser, trying to stir the pot all the time. And that's not going to win hearts and minds. That's not going to get people to turn and, you know, really face th- some of the problematic shit in the Bible right. by being a dick about it. Yeah. So I guess the the takeaway from this is that Americans are expressing increasingly warm feelings toward various religious groups, mm. which is positive. And Jews and Catholics continue to receive the warmest ratings, while atheists and Muslims went from cool, or hatred, to neutral. (laughs) 
um, which I think is a positive mood. Yeah, move. sure. So I whatever, mean, it's moving in the right direction. Right. Whatever's happening behind the scenes there to make that happen is good. So let's move to Gallup real quick. I want to talk about um, Donald. Clop, clop. <laughs> I want to talk about Donald Trump's approval rating. Right? Fake news. No puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear. You won't admit no, you're that the, the Russians. No, no, no. You're the puppet. Perfect. So his job approval rating is 21 points below average at the one month mark. 21 uh, points. Not 2.1 po- points below average. 21. 21. Yeah. So President Donald Trump's 40% job approval rating about one month into his presidency is 21 percentage points below the historic average rating for elected presidents in mid-February, which is 61%. Which can be explained by the fact that they're riding high on having just won an election, typically the preponderance of the country. The majority of the country has voted for that candidate. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 there, there is a, a plurality of individuals who support the president, and he's riding that wave into the White House. And that's not the case with this guy. No, I'm also assuming this mid-February rating is... kind of enough time to have everyone who lost calm down and adjust to who has become president. That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, and And that's not happening. That's Yeah, me, I've I've waited to kind of weigh in, even on like Facebook and stuff, because I'm still very fired up Mm -hmm. and upset. (laughs) Yeah. And blaming. I don't want to be out there pointing fucking fingers all the time. That's not going to help my cause or try to sway anybody. Again, it's it's having an effective argument. Right. if I'm just out there to insult people, I, I can do that great. That's right. never been a problem. But changing hearts and minds is different. And, you know, changing people's viewpoints is what's really most important now, especially facing midterms in two years. Right. So it's also important to note that his job approval rating is 11 points below the lowest mid-February reading for any other president. Bill Clinton had the previous historic low for a president near the end of his first month in office at 51%. Ronald Reagan was the only other president with ratings at this point in his tenure below 60%. JFK and Jimmy Carter enjoyed approval ratings above 70% at similar points in their presidencies. So Donald Trump is no, no Kennedy is what you're saying. Uh, That's what the Gallup poll would suggest. This guy would disagree. Donald Trump, baby. We got some Hillary bitches on here. Come on, man. <laughs> we should just isolate her doing that. <laughs> well, what's funny is when you hear Donald Trump talk and he... It's not funny when you hear him talk, he, but proceed. Well, it really depends upon the outlook. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, let's say, since Brittany doesn't like the word funny. It's interesting to me because you talk, you listen to that guy and he is he is experiencing overwhelming love and support and adulation from his electorate. I mean, right now, the Republican Party is trying to do some accuracy in media or a media accountability poll online. And right. now they're redoing the poll because Democrats got wind of it to kind of vary their sample size. Were you going to talk about this or something? Well, I saw it and I didn't fact check it yet. So that's why I made a grimace. Oh, I've been to the GOP site. Okay, so you fact checked it. I've gone to GOP.gov okay. and, and looked at the at the poll. And it's completely bullshit. First of all, it's an online poll, so it's not scientific. Anybody can go there and take it. No, I know the survey exists. I'm talking about the second message that they apparently sent out saying that Democrats had caught wind of that. Oh, okay. Was okay. that fact-checked? Uh, I haven't done it, but I get a lot of emails from the Trump camp. Yeah, go back through your so, emails. Yeah, right. All right, well, 
here we are, me giving you fake news, everybody. Good times. <laughs> well, so I just want to make is sure. Is there anything else on the Gallup stuff? No. Because I wanted to get to a little bit of follow-up, and that is in the search for a replacement for Michael Flynn, who resigned after his, I believe, unlawful communication with the Russian, the U.S.-Russian ambassador Kislyak, he resigned after it was found out that he did indeed talk about the sanctions, trying to undermine the stated foreign policy objectives of the United States of America under President Obama, who was president at the time. And we, like many other countries in the world, only have one goddamn president at a time. You don't have two chiefs, especially two who, who, who disagree with one another. So they put out a call. And they offered the job to a Vice Admiral Harward, former Navy SEAL, and apparently a pretty stand-up guy, because he decided that he was going to tell the administration to kick rocks. President Donald Trump's search for a national security advisor will continue, as retired Vice Admiral Robert Harward turned down Mr. Trump's offer to replace Mike Flynn. Mr. Flynn stepped down on Monday after it emerged that he misled administration officials about his contacts with Russia's ambassador to the U.S. He didn't tell the vice president of the United States the facts, and then he didn't remember. And that just wasn't acceptable to me. Admiral Harward is a former Navy SEAL. He served as deputy commander of U.S. Central Command under now Defense Secretary General James Mattis. After his retirement, Admiral Harward took a post as chief executive officer at defense and aerospace giant Lockheed Martin. Admiral Harward and the Trump administration had disputes over staffing. White House officials said Admiral Harward wanted to make room for his own staff choices, but was told that replacing staff wasn't an option. In addition to Admiral Harward, Mr. Trump had also been considering the acting National Security Advisor Keith Kellogg, as well as David Petraeus, a retired Army general and former director of the CIA. So the reports that I've read from personal contact with Harward is that he said he didn't want any part of this job because the job is a shit sandwich, is what he said. Which really indicates to me he's a man after my own heart. (laughs) And I know that this guy is for sure a stand-up guy because he's he was a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. That doesn't automatically make him a stand-up guy. Right. But he's clearly looking at this with from an objective viewpoint and not wanting to be any part of this administration. I mean, it's very likely he sees the writing on the wall that bad things are yet to come. I think this is starting to be more common, too, yeah, yeah. that they're having difficulty finding people because the reports coming out aren't fake news and it's alarming and people that are connected to sources that are on the inside actually getting information from people who know what's going on not going through a third party they yeah. are hearing how much of a disaster it really is and they don't want to be a part of it right well the other thing is here with this hardware guy is he wanted to bring his own staff in mm-hmm. people with whom uh, he's worked for many many years people he trusts you have to have a especially in this type of environment where it's the national security advisor where you're dealing with high-level, highly confidential, highly classified information. You want people you can trust on your team to analyze that data correctly right? and give you the bullet points, give you their analysis on it. And what Trump is wanting to do, and I believe it's more Steve Bannon and those, those you know, the nefarious characters that surround Donald Trump, is they, well, I know one name, and that's KT McFarland. 
who is a Fox News uh, contributor type of person, and they're they're on staff, and they're not going to have that job be in jeopardy. So they're not allowing him to pick his staff, and he he made the right decision. So the search continues, even with David Petraeus, who already has had his problem with revealing classified information to civilian sources. Mm-hmm. It's it's not looking good. Right. I will say this. Look, I have millions of people on Twitter. It's a lot of people. If somebody can't handle a Twitter account, they can't handle the nuclear company. So this tweet is going to require some background. Uh, I'm going to read several <laughs> tweets, but this is kind of breaking news. <laughs> Not really, but... So Donald Trump... Oh, held- hang on, hang on. <laughs> That's the closest thing to breaking news I got. Guess what? It also involves Fox News. <laughs> yeah. So Donald Trump held that rally in Florida. What, Whatever the hell it was for, no one knows, right? Brittany, there's not much time left before the 2020 election. <laughs> He's got to get on the ball. Yeah. So he apparently <laughs> made this statement about Sweden during the rally. He said, you look at what's happening last night in Sweden. Sweden. Who would believe this? Sweden. They took in large numbers. They're having problems like nobody ever thought possible. Okay, no one knows what he was talking about, including the Swedish government. So they asked the U.S. State Department (laughs) to explain what he was talking about. This is serious. I'm not joking. They said, we are trying to get clarity. This is the Swedish foreign ministry spokesperson. What does he know that we don't? Right, because they're saying... Nothing spectacular happened They're in Sweden on Friday. are looking pretty good here. That's, quote, that's my Swedish, everybody. Quote, nothing spectacular happened in Sweden on Friday. <laughs> nothing. Well, I think that's selling themselves short. I think Sweden's <laughs> a spectacular country and all kinds of spectacular things happen. Yeah. So but probably not of a, a negative nature. You know, for the guy who talks about fake news so much, they sure do try to stir up controversy by mentioning terror attacks that never happened, yeah, right? Yeah. So he tweeted, my statement as to what's happening in Sweden was in reference to a story that was broadcast on Fox News concerning, concerning immigrants and Sweden. And still no details, that's still it? Still no details, just no, blaming any, it on Fox News. Any link? No, there's no link. Of course there's no link. God damn. Yeah. No one knows what he's talking about. What have we done, America? Uh, seriously. Listen. God damn it. What have we done? What have you done, Trump voters that aren't listening to me right now? <laughs> if you're Listen, if you have speakers and your neighbor is a Trump voter, put the speaker <laughs> up against the wall because I have a message. Oh, you God. motherfuckers. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. The president of the United States who has access to the highest levels of intelligence. Mm-hmm. The the best of everything. The, the greatest military power. The greatest intelligence services. And he's running off at the mouth, of course, in fucking Florida. About nothing. About something that happened in Sweden that didn't happen. Yeah. And then when asked to clarify, he doesn't post a link to this imaginary story he's talking about. Well, I heard it from somewhere. Oh, it's by Fox News. And then doesn't, and that, that's the other thing, doesn't take responsibility for it. Yeah. The buck, he just passes it on. Oh, that's just some information I heard. Yeah. Hey, Dick, you need to verify the things that you say because you're the president of the United States. Well, I was in a Starbucks the other day and I heard two people talking <laughs> and they were saying some really serious things. So I figured I would 
tell everyone at my crowd. One guy was trying rally. to sell another guy on a multi-level marketing thing. Yeah. It sounded really great. So I think everybody should get into that business. They were talking about all these things called conspiracy theories, and they <laughs> sounded really true. So I thought everyone needed to know about them. Okay, let's read more tweets. All right. Don't believe the mainstream, parenthetically, fake news media. The White House is running, all caps, very well. Very well. I inherited a mess, all caps, and I'm in the process of fixing it. Yeah, he inherited a mess. He inherited an economy that is rebounding that's in the process. What he should do is keep his mouth shut and wait for four months until the economy has, you know, leveled out after its its historic rebound. Okay, so another one. <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, okay. And then take credit for it. Well, I wanted to get you more riled up while you're riled up. Because this one's going to make you I'm gonna real I'm going to have to happy. send one of the peanut gallery out to get the bottle of champagne to fill me up. Because that's <laughs> the only thing cooling me off right now. <laughs> okay, so... Quote, one of the most effective press conferences I've ever seen, says Rush Limbaugh. Many agree, yet fake media calls it differently. Dishonest. Sad. Yeah. So Rush Limbaugh is the, the bastion. The, he's the arbiter of truth on this matter. Mm-hmm. Everyone's supposed to take his word for it. The fake news media, failing New York Times, NBC News, ABC, CBS, CNN, is not my enemy. It is, not they are, it is the enemy of the American people. This is where things get dangerous. Making a claim like this, that the media, the constitutionally protected free press, is the enemy of our country. This is the talk of dictatorships. This is the the reason why there is RT, which is the state-owned and operated news network of Russia, of Al Jazeera, which is state-owned and operated of the Qatarese government. We don't have a state-owned and operated propaganda machine because we're not a dictatorship. That is clearly the way that he is steering us and wanting it to be. Mm-hmm. It, it's scary. It right. is scary. I mean, I, I, I shudder to think that in one year, what's going to come and what's going to develop in between now and then. Right. Yikes. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like yourself by way of Patreon. You can contribute per episode as much or as little as you'd like, comforted by the knowledge that you're within your budget and helping move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you too would like to become a supporter, please visit patreon.com slash I Doubt It with Dollamore. Josh. Oh, Josh. Another An- J name. Another goddamn J name. Yes. There must be something going on. Latest Patreon slash PayPal supporter. We, listen, we are, we are, we're drunk on J names. Yes. A good kind of drunk though. You know, you're just starting to feel good. It's not like you're dizzy and the room is spinning. Yeah. Yet. Yes. Another couple hundred J names and I'm going to have to call it quits on the fucking J names. Nah, we can, we'll welcome all the J names that want to contribute. Another 200 J names and then your money's no good here. Uh, the money is always good here, <laughs> especially from J names. Right. We do. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for supporting us. I want to put out a call though about who 
you specifically would like us to have on the show for a bonus episode, for a standalone bonus episode, just an interview to talk about their expertise right. or their life or whatever. We want to start doing those more, way more frequently. Twice a month would be great. And it's kind of hard to what would the audience like to hear because there's all kinds of shit that I, I would like to talk to some people, but I want it to be entertaining and beneficial, right? certainly for the audience. Yeah, of course. So let us know. You can email us, I doubt it at dollamore.com, 657-464-7609. You can tweet at us, send us a message on Instagram. Of course, there's the Facebook page, all of the myriad ways to contact the show. We love you guys, and we appreciate you very much. Dollamocracy, facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So I think it's no surprise that on this first episode after Donald Trump's historic, or at least historically terrible, news conference, in the announcement of Acosta as his new labor secretary, because Puzder, <laughs> Puzder, barely knew her, he dropped out of the race. Mm-hmm. The You didn't like my joke, Brittany? Um, I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he dropped out. He was the Carl's Jr. CEO, mm-hmm. the one who is adamantly opposed to labor regulations. Yeah. To the Labor Department. Mm-hmm. He dropped out because of uh, personal bullshit that was going on. So they have just nominated this new guy who was a, a, a professor at some Florida university. And afterward, Donald Trump took questions. And of course, he began before taking questions in a rant about ratings and attacking the media. I'm here today to update the American people on the incredible progress that has been made in the last four weeks since my inauguration. We have made incredible progress. I don't think there's ever been a president elected who in this short period of time has done what we've done. A new Rasmussen poll, in fact, because the people get it. Uh, Much of the media doesn't get it. They actually get it, but they don't write it. Let's put it that way. But our new Rasmussen poll just came out just a very short while ago, and it has our approval rating at 55 percent and going up. The stock market has hit record numbers, as you know, and uh, there has been a, a tremendous surge of optimism in the business world, which is to me means something much different than it used to. It used to mean, oh, that's good. Now it means that's good for jobs. Very different. Plants and factories are already starting to move back into the United States and big league Ford, General Motors, so many of them. I'm making this presentation directly to the American people with the media present, which is an honor to have you this morning because many of our nation's reporters and folks will not tell you the truth and will not treat the wonderful people of our country with the respect that they deserve. And I hope going forward we can be a little bit, uh, a little bit different, and maybe get along a little bit better if that's possible. Maybe it's not, and that's okay too. Unfortunately, much of the media in Washington D.C., along with New York, Los Angeles, in particular, speaks not for the people, but for the special interests and for those profiting off a very, very obviously broken system. Jesus Christ! Right. The press has become so dishonest that if we don't talk about it, we are doing a tremendous 
disservice to the American people. Tremendous disservice. We have to talk about it <laughs> to find out what's going on, because the press honestly is out of control. The level of dishonesty is out of control. So he's pitting the American people and their trust in the free press against one another, mm-hmm. against the press. Mm-hmm. This is, listen, no president likes the press all the time because they are a thorn in power's side. Right. They are there to put a mirror up to the face of those in power and make them see the truth and make them see all the blemishes that any administration is going to have. There are going to be problems because democracy is messy and governing a free society is a messy business. Right. And Donald Trump doesn't want any negative coverage whatsoever. No. No. At one point in the press conference early on, he talked about, again, kind of like the ratings, he talked about his electoral victory, uh, again, coining it as a, as a landslide, that it was the greatest electoral college victory in history. And one reporter later on in the press conference called him out on it. Very simply, you said today that you had the biggest electoral margin since Ronald Reagan with 304 or 306 electoral votes. In fact, President Obama got 365 and two. Well, I'm talking about Republican. President uh, Obama, 332, and George H.W. Bush, 426 when he won as president. So why should Americans trust... Well, I was was given that information. I don't know. I was just given. We had a very, very big margin. I guess my question is, why should Americans trust you when you accuse the information they receive of being fake when you're providing information? Well, I don't know. I was given that information. I was good. I've, actually, I've seen that information around, but it was a very substantial victory. Do you agree with that? So this is the president of the United States who, when asked yeah. why he is saying this, just says, well, I heard it somewhere. That's that, honestly his response. That's just some, some dude told me that. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. And I have seen his supporters defend this moment, defend it. When it is indefensible for right. for the president of the United States, when asked, why are you saying this? And he just says, well, I heard these numbers somewhere. I heard it. The, here, here's what I'm seeing a lot of with, with Donald Trump supporters relative to that thing where they're defending Trump. But they don't let any of anybody else off the hook. Well, he, he's the president. He needs to be better than that. Obama, Obama, Obama. But Donald Trump, ah, he's one of us, buddy. Well, yeah, I, I say wrong things all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's... It's completely ludicrous. Right. And it's not, it, they're not being, well, they're not intellectually honest because they're not intellectuals. There is not really a lot of cognitive ability there. Well, I, I think that more. I know you disagree. Well, I think, and I'm just being shitty because I'm pissed off. Well, I think what happens most of the time is that political polarization is overriding reason. That, that's just what's happening. Yeah, that, and, well, that's, that's what I was meaning to say. I'm just not as smart. Okay. God damn. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Good times. Donald Trump, baby. <laughs> we got some Hillary bitches on here. Oh, God. Come on, baby. Trump. <laughs> Trump. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but it is polar political polarization for sure. Just divi- there's a divide there. That's the wall that has been built. Yeah. Not the one at the Mexican border. That's the wall. Yeah, and it's infuriating because it's extremely difficult to deal with. It's right. impossible to get well, around. What's I, funny is when he said that, well, you would agree it was, it was a great victory, though, right? The reporter sat down and he goes, well, you're, you're the president. <laughs> yeah, you are the president. Why are you still talking about this? Right, right. Honestly. So a little later in the press conference, 
a, a, a black female reporter named April Ryan who works for Urban Radio Network or, or some radio. She's someone who is a fixture in the White House press room. She seems like every single time gets called upon by Sean Spicy Spicer and gets, gets a question in. Well, she stood up and asked the president a question and was, was relaying it to whether or not he was going to meet with the Congressional Black Caucus. She called it the CBC, which is its initials. He didn't know what that was, so he asked her, well, what is that? And of course, in Donald Trump, true Donald Trump, not racist at all ever in the history of all people, I'm the least racist person you've ever met. He said, well, do you know them? Well, you're, you're, I mean, he did, this is how I heard it when he was said it was, oh, you're, you're black. They're black. You guys must know each other, right? <laughs> Why don't you set that meeting up? So we're going to do a lot of work on the inner cities. I have great people lined up to help with the inner cities. Well, when, okay? you say, when you say the inner cities, are you, going to, are you going to include the CBC, Mr. President, in your conversations with your, your urban agenda, your inner city agenda, as well as... Am I going to include Are who? you going to include the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Well, Hispanic I would. Caucus, I tell you what. Do you want to set up the, the meeting? Do you want to set up the meeting? No, no, no. I'm, are they I'm, friends I'm, of I'm yours? I'm just a no, get a, Set up the I meeting. I know some of them, but I'm sure Let's go. Set up right a meeting. Days. I would love to meet with the Black Caucus. I think it's great. The Congressional black caucus i think it's great he, he, he really thinks it's great Brittany. he doesn't even know what it is he thinks it's great he doesn't he never heard of it before he's very confused and he's projecting deal. because he's angry and pissed off that he doesn't understand what's happening i have a message for donald trump you don't need april ryan to schedule a meeting with congressman president trump you're the fucking president what you do you got a little phone on your desk <laughs> you pick it up I'm and sure an operator is, is going to pick up and you say, get me the Speaker of the House of Representatives. And then he can p- patch it. He can make the fucking meeting. It- it's one phone call away. It's too much. You might not have to, to say two dozen words to have a meeting scheduled with the Congressional Black Caucus. Because caucus. you're the president of the goddamn country. Yeah, but there are words that aren't tremendous, good, bad things, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Their words other than those. Yeah. So. Well, how's Steve Bannon do it? I know he doesn't like the blacks, the black people, mm-hmm. or the Jews. Yeah. You know, he's cringing every time he has to deal with, with Jared Kushner. Uh, you're raising those fucking brats. Anyway, I'm getting off the rails here. You really I'm are. Just filled with so much love right now. <laughs> April Ryan went on CNN and kind of explained what was in her head and what went down after the question. I'm from the old school where we just report. Um, I'm not supposed to be the news. Um, so the issue is I'm a reporter. I would love to be in the room as a reporter writing what's going on. Now, if they would like to invite me in, I'd, I'd, I'd welcome that. But as far as facilitating that meeting or convening that meeting, that is not my place. Um, I believe uh, that they, every White House has someone to deal with. Uh, this kind of meeting or this kind of uh, bringing together of people. And um, the CBC has put out a letter and tweeted, as you showed, Brooke, um, that they have made a request. And I don't know why they did not uh, respond. This White House didn't respond. Um, it's it's up to that person in this White House to do that. So the, the, the Congressional Black Caucus has actually reached out formally to schedule a meeting. And they have been ignored. Shocker. Up next, Donald Trump in a in a show of well, no surprise to to me, and no surprise I probably to Brittany, no surprise to the audience that Donald Trump's not a real smart guy. During the campaign, he was advocating the 
giving of nuclear weapons to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. The giving uh, of nuclear weapons to Japan and many other countries around the globe that just don't need nuclear weapons. We don't want to create more nuclear proliferation in this in this planet. We want to lessen the footprint of nuclear weapons. Yeah, but Donald Trump was taking an approach similar to Oprah does, right? <laughs> you get nuclear weapons. You get nuclear weapons. <laughs> Everybody gets nuclear weapons. Look under your chairs, everybody. <laughs> nuclear weapons. Yeah. That, in fact, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened when he was campaigning. So, right? Well, what happened at the thing? Really, you got to listen to this. Super short clip. But it's almost as though he just realized about uranium and kind of what is happening relative to the power of nuclear weapons. You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. <laughs> wow. Oh. No, wait, one more time, because it's so short. But there's so much there that it's just, it is, <laughs> I mean, it, listen, it is a shit souffle <laughs> of epic proportions. Oh. You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of Things are done with uranium, including some <laughs> bad things. Oh, my God. What in the fuck is going on? I have no idea. Unbelievable. Do you want me to try Brittany, to read the full quote Brittany, that this came from? He's the president of the United States. Do you want me Brittany, to? Brittany. <laughs> do you want me to? Read? I don't think people are, are really taking this as seriously as they should. Do you want me you to? You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear <laughs> weapons and other things like lots of... <laughs> Things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Oh, my God. A lot of things are done with it, including some bad things, Brittany. Yeah. I'm going to read. Um... You know what uranium is, right? <laughs> think of nuclear weapons and other things. Like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. So what I'm taking from that, what I, am I to understand that nuclear weapons are things? Yes. And sometimes bad things. Yes. Well, no, lots of things are done with, and sometimes the bad things. Lots of things are done with them, though, yeah, right? Yeah, stuff and wow. things. Yeah. I, he has a fucking kung fu grip yeah. on nuclear power yeah. and the, the dangers that right. uranium pose right. relative to the nuclear arsenals that, that spread the globe. Okay. This is the full context in which that quote was, was said, okay? We had Hillary Clinton try and do a reset. We had Hillary Clinton give Russia 20% of the uranium in our country. You know what uranium is, right? It's the thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things that are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nobody talks about that. I didn't do anything for Russia. I've done nothing for Russia. Hillary Clinton gave them 20% of our uranium. Hillary Clinton did a reset, remember? With the stupid plastic button that makes us all look like a bunch of jerks. Here, take a look. He looked at her like... Makes a face. What the hell is she doing with that cheap plastic button? Hillary Clinton. That was a reset. Remember? It said reset. Now if I do that, ooh, I'm the bad guy. If we could get along with Russia, that's a positive thing. We have a very talented man, Rex Tillerson, who's going to be meeting with them shortly. And I told him, I said, I know politically it's not good for me. Hey, the greatest thing I could do is shoot that ship that's 30 miles offshore right out of the water. Everyone in this country is going to go, ooh, it's great. That's not great. That's not great. I would love to be able to <laughs> get along with russia emmy for britney oh my god <laughs> we 
What did he say? Let me tell you something. What is he saying? Have you ever have you ever d- pract- done a writing practice like stream of consciousness? I think it's called where you just you put a pen and you don't stop writing. If the only word you can think of is <laughs> and 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 until another one comes. Yeah, that's what he's fucking doing here. Yeah, it's just. Look, Rex Tillerson is going to be a great guy. You know, he worked for Exxon. Exxon is wonderful. Remember the BP oil spill? It was terrible. That was a British company. That wasn't Exxon. Rex Tillerson ran Exxon. He is great. He had the friendship medal from Russia, and Vladimir Putin gave it to him. I have nothing to do with Vladimir Putin. I've never done any business with Vladimir Putin. I don't know that guy. My kids, they love Russia. They do business in Russia. We have lots of stuff in Russia sometimes, but I don't do any business in Russia. I pick up the phone. I don't call those people. I don't know those people. I don't have anybody to call in Russia. Yeah. That that could have easily been what Donald Trump said. Yeah. But instead... You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things. Like <laughs> lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. <laughs> some bad things. I know. I love the emphasis on bad. What is wrong with him? Well, toward the end of the press conference... He went to Warren school, though. He's super smart. That's right. Super Fabulous smart guy. Fabulous grades. Yeah. Great grades. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. 50 years ago. Right. <laughs> so toward the end of the press conference he started whining about the tough questions that are, no one they're being very unfair very unfair they're asking me tough questions I, I mean not taking into account that he's the president of the united states and should be able to face the toughest of questions right that this is the process right this is what happens you're not a 12th grade at a fucking spelling bee donald right president snowflake is upset absolutely with the questions so this Jewish guy stands up, and I'm only guessing he's Jewish because of the long beard and the, you know, the little frisbee on the head and the yarmulke. The yarmulke, yeah, you know, the, the religious garb, the fairy tale garb. That ah, makes you so uncomfortable. I love it. It is. Anyway, he gets up and he asks a question. There you go. <laughs> and Donald Trump, he prefaces it by saying, "Is it going to be a nice question? Is it going to be good? Are you going to be nice?" And then immediately, he, when, it, when asked about the anti-Semitism that is sweeping the country, mm-hmm. you know, people making fun of the Frisbee hats, <laughs> terrible anti-Semitism. Oh, I'm glad that you did that. Donald Trump gets the, the, the look on his face that is very disconcerting. He's pissed off that this was questioned. How dare you ask me this? Even though anti, events of anti-Semitism are on the rise across the country, he is very angry. Right here, right he used to say it was Right here, Are you a friendly reporter? I'm friendly. Watch how friendly he is. I've been, I've been wait, wait, watch how friendly he is. Go ahead. I've been good to you the entire campaign, Mr. President. Go ahead. So, first of all, my name is Jake Turks from Ami Magazine, and I, despite what some of my colleagues may uh, have been reporting, I haven't seen anybody in my community uh, accuse either yourself or any of the, uh, anyone on your staff of being anti-Semitic. Uh, we understand that you have Jewish grandchildren. You are their Zaydi. However... What we are concerned about, and what we haven't really uh, heard being addressed, is an uptick in anti-Semitism and how the government is planning to take care of it. There's been a report out that 48 uh, uh, bomb threats have been made against Jewish centers all across the country in the last couple of weeks. There are people who are committing anti-Semitic acts or threatening to... You see, he said he's going to ask a very simple, easy question. And it's not. It's not. Not a, not a simple question. Not a fair question. Okay, sit down. I, I understand the rest of the question. So here's the story. Uh, number one, I am the least anti-Semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life. I'm going to stop it there because that's not the fucking question, dick. He didn't ask you 
Why are you so anti-Semitic? In fact, he said, I don't believe you're anti-Semite. I, you, I believe you, you have Jewish grandchildren. He's asking, what are you going to do in response to all of the anti-Semitic activity in the country over the past two weeks? And Donald Trump says, I'm not anti-Semitic. Well, isn't that sad that even the person asking the question knew that Donald Trump was going to view the question from the lens of a personal attack, right? Because it's all about him. Right. So he's answering it as though it's a personal attack on him. It wasn't. Even though he spent several sentences before the question praising him, talking about his grandchildren. Right. And still didn't work. Really good effort yeah. trying well, to get around that, but norm, did not work. Listen, a normal person who didn't have some weird guilty conscience over this, which I think is fucking very bizarre and telling, mm -hmm. a normal person would say 48 bomb threats against Jewish uh, religious worship centers over the last two weeks. That is outrageous. I'm going to commission uh, an investigation by the Justice Department right now to look into this because we're going to squash this. We don't tolerate hate crimes in this country. We don't tolerate this kind of prejudice. That's what a decent man does. Right. That's what a good president does. Yes. Instead, I'll let him continue. Number two, racism. The least racist person. In fact, we did very well relative to other people running no, as a Republican. Quiet, quiet, that, quiet. See, he lied about he was going to get up and ask a very straight, simple question. So instead, he goes, yeah, we know that. We're not accusing you. Shut up, Jew. Shut the fuck up, Jew. I'm not done talking. God damn. So, you know, welcome to the world of the media. But let me just tell you something. That um, I hate the charge. I find it repulsive. I hate even the question because people that know me. And you heard the prime minister. You heard uh, Netanyahu yesterday. Did you hear him? Bibi. He said, I've known Donald Trump for a long time. And then he said, forget it. So you should take that instead of having to get up and ask a, a very no, insulting question. No, we know question. that, Mr. President. We're not yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm Lisa from the PBS. See, it just shows you about the press, but that's the way the press is. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. President. Good. Yeah, it so actually doesn't show anything. Yeah, you're witnessing right here him trying to create a division between himself and the press. Right. Nothing, nothing was said there that was accusatory. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, what's your, your administration going to do in response to these hate crimes? These threats of violence against us because of our particular fairy tale that we follow. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump takes it in a personal affront that he's a racist or an anti-Semite. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's either just has a super guilty conscience or he's trying to fabricate a division between him and the press. Or both. Or both. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So this is the last clip we're going to play from the press conference, and it deals with CNN because he's been calling them fake news, and he has a brand new name for them that you're going to hear. But Jim Acosta got a chance to stand up and ask a couple questions related to the Russia stuff. And, you know, for, for all of the mistakes and all the criticisms that I have for CNN, and they are legion, <laughs> they are many, because I believe that they... They, they, they played a large role in, in the nomination and, and ultimate uh, election of Donald Trump because of all the free coverage they gave him. But they're doing a good goddamn job of holding his feet to the fire. They are doing their constitutionally protected duty um, under the, the First Amendment with the free press. And they're, they're not being cowed by Donald Trump. Here's Jim Acosta getting his chance to ask the president a question. Okay, Jim. Mr. President, thank you very much. And, and just for the record, 
33 and then that got extended with a whole pile of No, no, but I did say 30, but it was actually higher than that. If I may ask you, sir, it, it sounds as though you do not have uh, much credibility here when it comes to leaking, if that is something that you encourage okay. in the campaign. Yeah, well, should, ready? If I, if I may ask you that. No, no, but you, let me do one at a time. Do you mind? Follow. Yes, sir. All right. So, in one case, you're talking about highly classified information. In the other case, you're talking about John Podesta saying bad things about the boss. I will say this. If John Podesta said that about me and he was working for me, I would have fired him so fast your head would have spun. He said terrible things about her. But it wasn't classified information. But in one case, you're talking about classified. Regardless, if you look at the RNC, we had a very strong — at my suggestion, and I give Reince great credit for this — at my suggestion, because I know something about this world, I said, I want a very strong defensive mechanism. I don't want to be hacked. And we did that. And you have seen that they tried to hack us, and they failed. The DNC did not do that. And if they did it, they could not have been hacked. But they were hacked, and terrible things came in. And, you know, the only thing that I do think is unfair is some of the things were so — they were — when I heard some of those things, I, I picked up the papers the next morning. I said, oh, this is going to be front page wasn't even in the papers. Again, if I had that happen to me, it would be the biggest story in the history of publishing or the head of newspapers. I would have been the headline in every newspaper. I mean, think of it. They gave her the questions to a debate, and she, and she should have reported herself. Why didn't Hillary Clinton announce that I'm sorry, what is he but talking I have been about? given the questions Why to a is debate this relevant? or a town hall? And I feel that it's inappropriate, and I want to turn in CNN for not doing a good job. And if I may follow up on that. Before he follows up on that, the person who was employed by CNN, Donna Brazil, who was a DNC figure, was fired from her job at CNN. As soon as they found out that she couriered a question or two, I think it was just one, but maybe it was multiple. Mm -hmm. Questions to Hillary Clinton from the debates, uh, they fired the fuck out of her right away. They didn't stand for that. She did something involving impropriety. The right. network, when they found out, did every... They can't turn back the clock and go back in time. Right. They did the only thing they could do and fired the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not forget also that Donald Trump is president. Right. And he's still talking about the debates. Yes. He's president, has right. been for months. And, and also, notice, did not answer the question at all, pivoted somehow to Hillary Clinton. Jim Acosta continues. Just something that John and Carl was asking you about. You said that the leaks are real, but the news is fake. I guess I don't understand. Uh, it seems that there's a disconnect there. If the information coming from those leaks 
is real, then how can the stories be no, fake? No, the reporting is fake. And if I look, may ask, look, I just want to ask Tim, you know what it is? Here's the thing. The public isn't, you know, they read newspapers, they see television, they watch. They don't know if it's true or false because they're not involved. I'm involved. I've been involved with this stuff all my life. But I'm involved. So I know when you're telling the truth or when you're not. I just see many, many untruthful things. And I'll tell you what else I see. I see tone. You know the word tone. The tone is such hatred. I'm really not a bad person, by the way. No, but the tone is such... I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. The tone is such hatred. I watched this morning a couple of the networks, and I have to say, Fox and Friends in the morning, they're very honorable people. They're very, not because they're good, because they hit me also when... Yeah, Fox News, Fox and Friends, they're, they're wonderful people. And Jim Ducey gives a hell of a hand job, right. let me tell you. Right. He tickles my balls with his tongue <laughs> like no other reporter I have ever had. Holy balls, it is good. They, sent, they spend a substantial amount of time essing his D, and so he really appreciates that, right? Oh, who wouldn't? That's a, a very appreciable thing. Everyone loves the essing. Is appreciable D, a real word? So he... <laughs> I think it is now. Did I use it first? Champagne! Okay, so... <laughs> this is very troubling that Donald Trump takes a, a criticism of his administration or an action that his administration is taking as a, a slight against who he is as a person. Yes. That's not what's happening here. When you turn on the news, people aren't saying Donald Trump is so ugly and orange. Eh, those are memes on the internet well, created by trolls. When you turn on the podcast I doubt it with Dollamore, you might hear that. Okay, whatever. But so you're not hearing that in the mainstream media. No, when you turn on Jake Tapper, you're hearing criticism of the administration and the actions that he's taking. But he takes that as a, a personal attack. Right. As hatred of who he is. The tone is hatred. Which automatically shuts down his ability to even entertain the possibility that that information is correct. Yeah. So how is he going to adjust? How are we ever going to get to a point where Donald Trump will listen to a critique and say, huh, maybe I should reconsider the way I'm behaving. Maybe I should reconsider what I'm doing. That would be rational behavior. That is what a rational person would do, Brittany. Mm -hmm. The back and forth continues. I do something wrong. But they have the most honest morning show. That's all I can say. It's the most honest. But the tone, Jim, if you look at the hatred, I mean, sometimes, sometimes somebody gets, well, you look at your show that goes on at 10 o'clock in the evening. Don Lemon, as we talked about. You just take a look at that show. That is a constant hit. The panel is almost always exclusive anti-Trump. The good news is he doesn't have good ratings, but the panel is almost exclusive anti-Trump. And the hatred and venom coming from his mouth, the hatred coming from other people on your network. Now, I will say this. Uh, I watch it. I see it. I'm amazed by it. And I just think you'd be a lot better off. I honestly do. The public gets it, you know. Look, when I go to rallies, they turn around, they start screaming at CNN. They want to throw their placards at CNN. You know, I, I think you would do much better by being different. But you just take a look. Take a look at some of your shows in the morning and the evening. If a guest comes out and says something positive about me, it's, it's brutal. Now, they'll take this news conference. I'm actually having a very good time, okay? But they'll take this news conference. Don't forget, that's the way I won. Remember, I used to give you a news conference every time I made a speech, which was like every day. 
Okay? No, that's how I won. I won with news conference and probably speeches. I certainly didn't win by people listening to you people, that's for sure. But I'm having a good time. Tomorrow they will say, Donald Trump rants and raves at the press. I'm not ranting. Okay. So he's saying, <laughs> I'm having a good time. Tomorrow they're going to say something negative. Because it's not about whether or not you're having a good time. Right. It's, did you do a good job? Right. Did you talk about the issues? Were you presidential? Was this substantial? Was this important? Did you answer questions with any level of efficacy whatsoever? Yes. Did this move things forward? Were any larger questions cleared up? Things that we don't know about. Right. Do we now know more? Right. Or is it more cloudy and, right. and convoluted? We don't care if you were having a good time. This isn't supposed to be a party time. Woo! For Donald Trump. Right. No, you're working. The other thing is he's accusing these networks of having terrible ratings like CNN. Uh, Cable news as a whole across the goddamn board, their ratings are up like 50 to 75% over last year. Right. They're doing well. So you can't accuse them of having bad ratings. Come on. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. So here we are. We're going to get to a, a few responses. I have a, 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 a Jake Tapper responded, Shep Smith, right after. These are directly after they responded to this press conference. And this were the, these are their initial visceral reactions to what just took place. These are seasoned media veterans who have covered multiple presidencies, who know what presidents should and do act like. And then we're going to get to Chris Wallace, who interviewed Reince Priebus, which was a goddamn shit show. But first, JTAP from CNN. Look, everybody at home just needs, needs to ask themselves, how would you react if that were your boss coming in and giving a speech to the, the employees where you work? How would you, how would you react if that was somebody in your family that you were trying to have a conversation with? You would think this is very difficult to assess in a positive way. The, the person is not dealing with the world in which we live. Uh, he said things that weren't true. He was called out by one reporter. You said you had the biggest electoral victory since Reagan. That's not true. And he said, well, somebody gave me that information. Somebody gave me that information. The buck stops there? Is that where we are with this presidency? You said it. Own the words. You were wrong. But it's not just about electoral votes. It's about the fact that he's still fixated on whether or not he legitimately won the presidency. President Trump, if you're watching, you're the president. You legitimately won the presidency. Now get to work and stop whining about it. Very aptly said. You won the presidency. You are president of the United States. Get on with your job. Do your job and stop whining about all this ex ex extenuating details that don't matter. I love Wolf Blitzer while this was going on. Very awkward. <laughs> he kept looking in the camera out of the side of his eye. Like, uh, are we? Is this what we're doing? This? Are we live? Are, is this what happening? Is the camera still on? Jake Tapper didn't tell me he was going to do this. Yeah. Jake Tap. Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> I need to know this kind of... I need to be prepared. Yes. No, does not compute. Yeah. <laughs> does not compute. Blitz. <laughs> going offline. <laughs> so. He says his own nickname. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> well, next up is Shep Smith on Fox News. Just to let you know that it wasn't network specific. It wasn't just MSNBC and CNN. It was also Shep Smith on Fox News. 
Right. And a lot of people have been have been sharing this footage saying Fox News takes on Donald Trump. Listen, it wasn't Fox News. It was Shepard Smith. That's and right. Shepard Smith is not his network. He's his own person. And I, I really want to emphasize that point because even though he works there, it doesn't mean that he is a spokesman for that that organization. If anything, he's the black sheep right. over there. And he he spared no words. No. Continuing coverage of the president's uh, news conference that happened early this afternoon. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of our job to let you know when things are said that aren't true, especially by people you've elected and this this president keeps telling untrue things and it, he does it every single time he's in front of the microphone it's, it's demonstrable i can re-rack the tape for you there were a lot of them today some of them aren't really big but they're coming from the president of the united states today he said i had the biggest electoral win since ronald reagan he didn't he said this repeatedly over and over and over again and every time he says it it's not true again is it a big thing no but he's the one who brings him up Nobody asked about his electoral college win. And here's another thing. One of the biggest questions that the, the people who ask him questions have right now is, what is this relationship with Russia? When Russia was hacking into the election, hacking into the Democrats, uh, the DNC, your guys were on the phone with the Russians. Did you talk about that? We, we don't get a straight answer on this question, which leads us to continue to ask the question. And then he says Russia is a ruse. It's fake news. The leaks are real, but the news is fake. So that's impossible. He's saying that the, the information in the leaks is accurate. After all, it's the reason he fired Mike Flynn, right? Well, he says he fired Mike Flynn because the, it's very confusing. <laughs> Jeff Mason's with us, White House correspondent for the Reuters News Agency uh, and, the, and the head of the White House Correspondents Association. John Bussey's here, associate editor of the Wall Street Journal. I, I, I hear you over there, Jeff, trying not to upset the apple cart here but we keep getting a series of untrue things and and it seems if he yells at us for pointing it out and calls us names and calls us fake and stuff when when we are pointing out that the president of the united states just told another untrue thing that he's going to yell about us and people are going to tweet about us things i don't care about at all if they because i don't read the dang tweet but it, it's up to people like you and all the rest of us to point it out when the president of the United States keeps saying things that are demonstrably, unquestionably, opinion aside, 100 percent false. And when he won't answer a question as simple as the Russians are interfering in our election. This is a demonstrable true thing. Your people were on the phone with the Russians. Did you talk about the interference at all? And we can't get a straight answer on that. That's bothersome, isn't it? Well, I don't disagree with you at all, Shep, that it is Well, you can't of- disagree with any of those things because all those things are demonstrably true. <laughs> Why isn't everyone on the news like this? I don't Every know. Every single person. We need 200 more JTAPs yes. and 600 more Shep Smith. We really do. Can you imagine what the TV would be like if that were the case? Real, real good. Seriously. <laughs> would more people adhere to the facts and their beliefs if that were the case? Let me, let, me, let me say something. If you have a friend and when you played, we shared this video. Right. I jacked this video from YouTube and put it on the Facebook page. And it was good. And Brittany's <laughs> not awkward and uncomfortable with me saying that at all right now. I feel great. Uh and it got shared a lot. And a lot of comments came through. Yeah. And if you had one of your friends comment on this video and say, 
fake news or that Sam Shepard just needs to keep his mouth shut <laughs> like one lady did. Oh, great. And she spelled your wrong and she spelled idiot wrong. Anyway, if you have one of those friends, you need to call them to the carpet. Make them say, what did he say that's wrong? Right. Or just call them a puppet. I mean, one of the two. But we need to... Leaning toward puppet. But. We need to push them to say what in the fuck was wrong. What did they say that was fake? Yeah. Make them do it. Yeah. Because you might not change their mind, but someone watching the conversation might be swayed. It's important. Please don't get me started on so that. So here's, here's the deal. We're going to cut this. Sorry, Brittany. We're going to cut the, the Chris Wallace. We're going to put the interview on the Facebook page so you can just see it. Do, do, bereft of my commentary oh, no. and Britney's ranting and raving because you know Britney's out of control most of the time on this show. Psycho. So we are going to end the program with this. It's the asshole of today. Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> Of course, it's Kellyanne Conway. What did she do today? Well, or recently. This was on Valentine's Day. Happy oh, Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, she retweeted a tweet from a white supremacist. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, this person tweeted her. Their username was Lib Hypocrisy. Notice, was Lib, lib Hypocrisy. Yes, they deleted their account. Yeah. Because sure. this was widely reported. Yes. Screenshots of her profile. With white pride or white identity hashtag in her profile description. Yeah. And I'm sure a white genocide tweet somewhere in that timeline. Oh, I'm sure. So, a lot of Pepe the Frog Yeah, it was... Icons. It, well, her name was Lib Hypocrisy with a Pepe the Frog little emoticon. Yeah. Whatever. So Conway retweeted this tweet. She, it said, your strength and resiliency in the face of vile hatred. Again, coming from a white supremacist. Bigotry and sexism of the unhinged left is a daily inspiration. Love you. <laughs> Teehee. Conway retweeted it. said, love you back. Happy heart day to the hapless haters. Whatever. Uh, and then... It was pointed out. I'm sure, well, I got screenshots of this from my own iPhone right away. Right. Now Br let's... Brittany texted me and said, "You, this just happened. I had to go get screenshots. Let's again emphasize that this person's Twitter name is Lib Hypocrisy with a frog. Now that frog symbol, everyone knows that that's a white supremacist. It just right. is. It has been adopted by the alt-right. Yes. The alt-right, of course, was named the alt-right by Richard Spencer. Who also has a frog name. Who had the, the, the most famous punched Nazi face in history. And he also has a frog in his Twitter handle. He does. And yeah. now, no, no, now, now it's not, it's a glass of milk. Because that's the new thing that white supremacists are using. <laughs> because milk is white, Brittany. All right, whatever. They're real so, smart. Yeah. Um. So the Twitter... Super creative. Yeah. The white supremacist Twitter bio said, hate... Anti-American liberals, Marxists, and commies. And then it had white identity, hashtag, nationalist, hashtag, and Steve Bannon, hashtag. So Kellyanne Conway thought, I'm going to retweet the shit out of this. And she did. And then it was a problem because people said, wait a minute. A problem. What is this tweet with this frog in it? I'm going to go see this huh. profile. Why did a sp official spokesman for the president of the United States retweet a white supremacist right so there were a lot Weird. of questions a lot of questions so she was asked about this and she said well i don't know who was tweeting for my account 
she's now claiming to be hacked, have been hacked. Yeah, I don't I don't know who. Which, just like with Anthony Weiner, is a federal crime. There should be an investigation because the White House systems, information technology systems, have been compromised. If she was indeed hacked, there's a big problem. Well, what a tremendous problem, right? That someone's hacking into her account and retweeting white supremacist yes. tweets, making her appear as though she's in league with white supremacists. Kellyanne right. Conway should be leading the charge yeah. on this. Where is the investigation? Yeah. No, there's also everybody. This is what brought Anthony Weiner down. Yeah. When he said, I was hacked. And then there was no investigation. Well, it has to happen. Right. So please get that done. Yeah, get on it. Yes. Where is the investigation? Oh, wait. There's not going to be one because she retweeted it with her hapless haters alliteration. Yeah. Happy heart day, hapless haters. Ha, ha, ha. Ugh. <laughs> I'm starting to, I'm trying to be nice. You are? No, well, no, I'm not making fun of her looks and stuff because I know that bothers you. It does. It's not calling her Skeletor. Well, there's a there's many things there's many many things to discuss about Kellyanne Conway. Now the well, fact we don't that need she, to talk about her looks is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Not that they're great. Brittany's very not happy right now. You're right. You're right. But she has she, great hair. She is the asshole of today, and that's it. With that, we're going to leave you, Kellyanne Conway, leaving you in a good mood for the rest of your week. Or at least until we come back on Thursday. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you guys. If you would like to support the show by other than listening twice a week or as often as you do, go to dollamore.com. On the left-hand side of the page, there's a link that says support the show. You could buy a mug. You could Patreon or PayPal support us. Or if you're going to buy some little goodies, some little, little, little treats on the old Amazon, if you're a Prime member or whatever, Go to dollamore.com slash Amazon, and that'll route you right to Amazon.com, and we get a little taste, just a tasty little treat from your purchase, and we appreciate it very much. So we'll see you on Thursday, everybody. Uh, If you want to contact the show, 657-464-7609, email a voice memo, I doubt it, at dollamore.com. We would love to hear from you and discuss things with you and move the conversation forward. Until next time, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore. This has been I Doubt It. You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things.